You are listening to True Crime Twins, a true crime podcast hosted by Chloe and Melina Cantor. True Crime Twins is produced by Crawlspace Media. Welcome back to True Crime Twins. Thank you so much for joining us for another mysterious crime story. I'm Chloe, here with Melina to tell you the story of the disappearance of Dr. Snea Ann Phillip on 9-11. The mystery of the beautiful physician from Southern India and her whereabouts continue to baffle. After more than 20 years, we still don't know definitively her fate. September 11th, 2001 was a terrifying day in American history. The terrorist attacks perpetrated by 19 militants of Al-Qaeda, an Islamist extremist group, were carefully planned and executed. The militants hijacked four planes traveling domestically in the United States. Two of the planes were flown into the World Trade Center in New York City. One flew into the Pentagon in Virginia and the other crashed in a field in Pennsylvania after a passenger takeover. Almost 3,000 people were killed. Of this death toll, 24 haven't been found but are considered missing as of 2006. Of the victims, 1,520 were identified by DNA. 1,230 had proof submitted on their behalf that they were either in the World Trade Center at the time of the attack or on one of the hijacked aircrafts. For these 42 remaining missing people, there's no proof of their whereabouts on September 11th, but some circumstantial evidence that they were possible victims. One of them, Dr. Snea Ann Phillip, a 31-year-old physician. Snea lived with her husband, Dr. Ronald Lieberman, in the immediate vicinity of the World Trade Center in Battery Park. She was last seen on the evening of September 10th, and her whereabouts on September 11th are unknown. There is no direct evidence establishing that Snea was at the World Trade Center that morning, but due to the proximity of her residence to the attack site and the fact that she had medical training, Snea's family believes she died trying to render aid to 9-11 victims. Her family fought to have her be officially declared a victim in the attacks, which was granted. An investigation by the New York Police Department uncovered facts about Snea's life that opened the possibility that she did not succumb to the 9-11 attacks and that a different fate had befallen her. Their investigation concluded Snea was abusing alcohol, had a recent issue with her employment, and a troubled marriage. The detectives claimed that Snea's employer, Cabrini Medical Center, decided not to renew her contract for a number of reasons, including chronic tardiness and issues related to her alcohol use. Her family has suggested that Snea was actually terminated due to political issues. Snea may have been a whistleblower and got subjected to retaliation. Snea got another job as an internal medicine intern at St. Vincent's Medical Center on Staten Island. At the time of her disappearance, Snea was apparently having similar problems at St. Vincent's and was suspended. The NYPD also claimed that Snea was frequenting lesbian bars and cheating on her husband with women. They also asserted that Snea had sex with her brother's girlfriend, which her brother denies. 
Snea's husband confirms that she spent time at lesbian bars, but insisted that it was to avoid unwanted advances from men. He said that Snea had never cheated on him and that she would go home with some of the women she met at the bar, but to paint together and that it was nothing sexual. Her husband also asserted that her alcohol misuse was a temporary coping mechanism for being unfairly fired and that Snea was not an alcoholic. Snea may have had reason to be wanting to avoid the male gaze. Snea was detained overnight in jail shortly after an altercation at a bar with her coworkers. She told the police that a man in her group groped her sexually. However, the investigating authorities, for whatever reason, did not believe Snea's story. They gave her an opportunity to recant her story, and she refused to do so. Snea was charged with third-degree falsely reporting an incident. Snea was arraigned for this charge on the morning of September 10, 2001, the day of her disappearance. She pleaded not guilty to this charge. According to the NYPD, Snea and her husband were arguing outside of the courthouse about her issues. Snea had the day off on September 10th, while her husband reportedly went to work in the morning and he had last seen her giving her a kiss, apparently before he went to work. She had the day off and she had had a long conversation on the phone with her mother and she related that she was looking forward to trying out this restaurant, which happened to be in the World Trade Center, called Windows on the World because her friend happened to be getting married there in the spring. So they kind of got carried away on the phone. And when they got off of the phone, it was like late afternoon and Snea dropped off dry cleaning. Then she went to a department store, Century 21, and she used an Amex to buy lingerie, a dress, pantyhose, and linens. Then she went next door to a shoe store and bought three pairs of shoes. That is technically the last trace of her because that's the last time that she is caught on surveillance footage. According to her husband, he last saw her that morning, September 10th, a Monday, and then she didn't come home that night after she had gone shopping. So Snea and her shopping bags were unaccounted for. You would think that two to three bags of recently purchased merchandise would be kind of hard to sort of disappear, but it did. Nobody could account for her. And all of a sudden, September 11th, 2001, Tuesday morning comes along and her husband, Ron, wakes up and he sort of relates that it's not that unusual for him to wake up and his wife not being there because she apparently liked to go out at night, that kind of became their dynamic. So he wasn't terribly concerned. But once he was at work, he caught wind of the horrific news of the September 11th attacks, which was, I don't know, four blocks away from their apartment. That day was just complete chaos. Anybody can attest to that. But he basically, he used his medical credentials to get through the security perimeter, which had extended far beyond a four block radius because the World Trade Center was making it so buildings from far distances were experiencing structural damage and even worse, danger to residents in those buildings. He made it to his home and found not Snea, but windows that were open and an apartment full of dust with the only 
footprints being those of their two cats. So it's really unclear about whether or not Snea ever came home that night. Things definitely were brewing in Snea's life, clearly with the stress of her career and her recent criminal issues. The fact that she came to the police with the idea that they would help her with her accusation, but then in turn, it backfired and she got a charge for making a false statement, which is just, let's give her the benefit of the doubt. If she was telling the truth, can you imagine how devastating that could be, especially after being dismissed from a very prestigious position and opportunity where she was in her medical career because of her apparently being a whistleblower. Her marital issues are impossible to prove because nobody else was in that marriage except for Snea and Ron. There were rumors that Snea had apparently slept with the girlfriend of her own brother. Ron, her husband himself, admitted to the idea, which is, which was definitely interesting and unusual back in 2001, that Snea would hang out at lesbian bars in downtown Manhattan. He said that it was because she was trying to avoid getting hit on, but he also alluded to the fact that she would spend the night at a lesbian woman's home and that they would just be listening to music and painting. And I don't know if he was trying to convince other people of that or himself, but it sounds a little suspect to me. The fact that she disappeared during or right before one of the worst disasters in global history makes it so she has suffered a severe injustice because so many people are like, oh, she was a doctor, so she probably was around in the neighborhood and she took it upon herself to run in and help. But we don't know that for a fact. We don't know where she was. Maybe somebody got very lucky that day or the day before because everybody would be distracted by this horrific terrorist attack. I can see why people would think that she would run into the peril. The idea of experiencing that firsthand, I just can't even imagine is basically what I'm trying to say. I wouldn't put it past her to be so brave to just run into the chaos and possibly having lost her life. And now a quick word from our sponsors. Thanks for listening to our sponsors. Now back to the show. And this is what her family strongly believes. From knowing and loving Snea, they are steadfast in their belief that her caring personality and pertinent medical skills would have sent her running toward the burning buildings to help victims. Her parents and her husband, Ron, went through exhaustive processes to have her formally established as a 9-11 victim. But are there other possibilities? It cannot be ruled out that Snea was otherwise victimized by foul play, unrelated to the 9-11 attacks. In victimology, there are several qualities which increase one's risk of victimization. Snea met quite a few of them, including going to bars in, quote, rough areas, going home with strangers, staying out all night, alcohol misuse, allegedly engaging in delinquent activity related to her recent arrest of filing a false report, and being a young, attractive woman. She was recently allegedly groped in an act of sexual assault, 
which increased her victimization risk for a subsequent sexual or violent crime. Unfortunately, survivors of sexual assault often experience subsequent victimization events. Snea was also having experiences that would put anyone in a negative, altered mental state, including employment troubles, potentially fighting with her husband, and having the humiliating experience of being charged with filing a false claim, which would confound the trauma of a sexual assault victimization. Snea may have been in a fragile mental state and more prone to self-medicating with alcohol or otherwise impulsive behavior. Snea stayed out all night on September 10th, 2001, according to her husband, Ron. With past behavior often predicting the future, Snea very well could have been out at a bar, meeting new friends anywhere in New York City or beyond. Could she have gone home with someone with ulterior motives, drugged and abducted by an acquaintance at the bar? Or could she even have been kidnapped by a stranger on the street? Snea's family fights against the image of an erratic, polyamorous Snea painted by the New York Police Department. Her husband, Ron, told New York Magazine in 2006, quote, Because we don't live a conservative lifestyle doesn't mean that anything abnormal is going on. Snea's brother says the story of Snea having sex with his girlfriend is completely fabricated. However, this brother initially told the police that Snea was definitely at the site of the 9-11 attacks when they occurred, which was a lie in an attempt for them to take the search for her more seriously. Unfortunately, this damaged the brother's credibility, who may be trying to protect his sister's reputation by denying inappropriate sexual behavior on her part. Her family has also had to defend Snea against assertions of pervasive alcoholism which they say was only a temporary coping mechanism for a short depressive episode. If all of the NYPD conclusions are true, the belief that Snea wanted to move on with her life and start over is not that unbelievable. But with her family challenging all of these conclusions, the theory is less stable. For even if Snea wanted to leave her husband, why would she seize contact with her entire family and social circle? Snea also left without credit cards or her passport. It has also been suggested that due to the difficulties Snea was facing, that perhaps she had plans to die by suicide. There is not very much evidence to support a suicide theory besides a history of depressive episodes, alcoholism, and personal difficulties, and of course the fact that she's missing. Snea left no note behind, and there have been no reports of expressed suicidal ideation or pre-suicidal behaviors such as giving belongings away. In contrast, Snea went shopping for lingerie, clothing, shoes, and linens the day before. Finally, with a suicide death completely separate from the 9-11 attacks, a body likely would have been recovered by now without any perpetrator concealing it. Her husband denies there was any argument with his wife outside of the courthouse on September 10th, but police described it as a brutal argument, which ended with Snea storming off. Could this alleged argument have brewed hostility for a violent encounter later on? Could Snea have been harmed by her husband in a domestic dispute and was later concealed? 
there is no evidence of this or of any domestic issues in their marriage. This theory would explain Ron outright denying the existence of an argument to take negative attention away from himself. But Ron also could just be telling the truth. Ron hired his own private investigator, advocated for his wife throughout the police investigation, has stayed close with Snea's family, and was reportedly ruled out by law enforcement. After the NYPD's report in 2004, a judge removed Snea's name from the 9-11 victims list. He cited lack of evidence proving Snea's whereabouts on September 11th and her, quote, personal and professional problems. In 2005, a different judge declared Snea dead and having died on September 10th, 2004. New York state law rules deaths in absentia as having occurred three years after the date of disappearance. Snea's family was distraught by this ruling. They felt they were denied closure, and they fought to have the decision changed. Her mother said Snea was kind and compassionate, and someone who would sacrifice herself to help others. In 2008, her family's advocacy paid off, and Snea was officially declared the 2,751st victim to the New York attacks on 9-11. Her name is engraved on the 9-11 memorial in New York, giving her family a place to grieve and remember their beloved Snea. A justice was quoted as saying, even without direct proof, irrefutably establishing her route that morning took her past the World Trade Center at the time of the attack, the evidence shows it to be highly probable that she died that morning and at that site, whereas only the rankest speculation leads to any other conclusion. I'm glad that Snea's family has the closure they sought. I am glad her legacy is congruent with the kind of woman she was, a selfless, caring physician who would have acted heroically that day. Although evidence is lacking to establish that Snea was at the World Trade Center on the morning of September 11th, other theories explaining her absence are based on even more speculation. Bodies of 9-11 victims are still being identified, and I sincerely hope that someday Snea will no longer be missing, but found. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of True Crime Twins, where we tell mysterious crime stories just for you. If you want to keep up with us, you can follow us on social media. We are on TikTok and Twitter at True Crime Twins and on Instagram at True Crime Twins Podcast. We would also love if you would send us an email with any case suggestions, questions, or comments at truecrimetwinspodcast at gmail.com. 